Hello, and thank you for tuning in to another episode of Comic Talk, the podcast. My name is Jesse Rivera, and this is the podcast. Today on the show, I have a very special guest, Mr. Michael Vincent Sella. Yay! Yes, Mike Sella is a great guy, and he came over a couple of Mondays ago. It was actually on MLK Day that he came over, and it was the day after the uh, Sacramento Comedy Spot Invisible Disabilities show. The one that was sold out, by the way. Yes, he performed, he headlined that show, and he talks about uh, some crowd work he had to do during that set and how much fun crowd work can be and just, you know, maybe the challenges of crowd work. He also talked about uh, writing uh, specifically for invisible disabilities and just writing in general, and we talked a little bit about everything. He's a really nice guy, and... um, I always enjoy talking to him, and um, I just want to note that, like, uh, a lot of times, like, in my podcast, I will say newer comics, and I'm not trying to, like, uh, say who is in this group called newer comics. I guess I'm just referring to me and Emily, because uh, I'm the two, we're the two newest comics I know. I mean, I know a bunch of newer comics, but I know when me and Emily talk, so uh, these are the kind of things, when I say newer comics, it's the stuff that Emily and I talk about. So, anyway... I'm going to stop rambling. Uh, It's a beautiful day outside. Enjoy the day. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. Really appreciate all the downloads, all the listens, all the emails, all the likes, all the ratings. I absolutely love it. And I'm a comic, so I need constant validation. And I appreciate that constant validation that you provide. So without further ado, here is my chat with Mr. Michael V. Sella. Enjoy. Peace. Good morning, sir. Oh, good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm Mike Sella. I always wondered if it's Michael or Mike. It's interchangeable. And yeah. there's, is there a middle initial? Because I want to throw a B in. I don't know why. Like it's Michael, V. It's, it's v. v. Yeah. For Victor? Uh, For Vincent. Vincent. You got right to like one of the most vulnerable things, a person's middle name, like right off the bat. So I feel like, <laughs> uh, no, it's actually like on my like social media stuff. It's like Mike V. Sella. Oh, okay. Know. So that's why I do want to say it with like a... Cause I I'm always looking at people's social media. Mm, yeah, yeah. We all are all the time. We <laughs> all are, huh? Yeah, yeah. I uh I think it's interesting how like I have friends that like they never ever 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 post anything on social media, but they mm. can tell you everything mm. that's going on in social media. Yeah, and some like, people have that just like more of a spectators. Yeah, I'm kind of uh, like that's not fair. Like you need to share too. Yeah, I mean I don't know if there's a good or bad way to do it. <laughs> What's up, man? I saw you last night at the Invisible Disability Show. Uh, let me just say, from my perspective, your set was great. And then it I think like an, a lesser experienced comic, it would have just derailed uh-huh. at the end with all the, the crowd work and the and then the crowd, <laughs> the, the, the two ladies just thinking, oh, we're part of the show now. And um, yeah, I mean, for yeah, for me, I never really mind that too much like interaction. But it was interesting in that case because. It's cool that they, I guess they just felt like the material or what I was talking about was like so true to them that they like had to share. It was just like a, they just like started talking about what that made them think of yeah. in their life, just like unprompted. So it was like a very strange kind of like heckle in that I've never really 
had someone just be like, <laughs> oh, this happened to me. Like, and it was towards the end of the set. Like, they didn't establish, like, that they were going to be a, p- yeah. a problem. It's just yeah. kind of like, all of a sudden at the end, they're like, oh, let me tell you about what happened to me. <laughs> and it was two ladies that were, like, not even, you know, in the same group that just both kind of, I think one cued off the other. Like, I really think, too, that that group of people were there because one of their friends was taking an ASL class mm-hmm. and so they went as like an extra credit to watch the asl person i see yeah because i, I was talking to somebody like in, in the bathroom line and uh they said it was there and that's that's the corner they went to when when we were done yeah they, they said that they were there and i was like oh you're in for a treat because this isn't this isn't your normal uh-huh. comedy show you uh-huh. know and i i think that they probably were like it's like because like with invisible disabilities like everybody kind of goes on stage and like unloads their baggage yeah you know and i think that by the you know by the seventh sixth or seventh comic that did that they probably were like okay it's our turn let's let's unload our stuff now (laughs) yeah they've uh it's it's sort of like more of like a a meeting or something (laughs) where they're like okay yeah let's uh i get to share too yeah i always uh, i always uh say it's it's kind of like a support group like i was joking last time that i don't have a therapist right now so this is my therapy session uh-huh. this is my once a month right now who's coming to this open mic and and unloading that stuff mm-hmm. well Wasn't they do a great job ali and drew of like setting that show up and they've done it for a long enough time now that their audience is kind of like keyed into this they're very supportive like it's a very unique experience yeah which is cool. um I think, um, like from my perspective as a, as a young comic, um, well, new on the scene, I'm not. I don't know how to classify myself. I'm like an old guy, but like so brand new. Um, that when I, I saw this show starting to take off and starting to get legs, and then um, when I saw like comics like yourself and like Emma Haney, who are like established and like you mm-hmm. know you guys have been doing this for a long time, like mm-hmm. a lot of a lot of comics will will take will take stage time anywhere they could get it right mm. and then like when you'll see like a newer show just like still getting its legs like you mm. see just like newer comics on newer shows mm-hmm. but like when this show like started like really getting up and walking and you know and then seeing like like i said like like you and emma coming onto and doing the show like i think it really helped it out you know oh, well, this cool. was this your first time doing it no, uh, it's actually it? my second time yeah, yeah yeah you did it before right uh-huh. yeah yeah um yeah. Was well, first time like headlining it or whatever, so I got to kind of like you know talk longer and um, I think the first time I just was like kind of trying to pick a couple jokes I thought like worked for the subject mm-hmm. that I like maybe already had maybe developed them a little bit and this time I like wrote specifically stuff like to share for the for the show. Right, that's that was great. Yeah, it was, it was a good set. Did you, so she you obviously did, didn't get to do one or two of the of the jokes that you had planned because the the time that you had to give up to the crowd work yeah i mean i felt like i could have um i could have kept going cuz you know i was the last comic and they didn't have a show after yeah. um, but it seemed like it had already like sometimes once you get those like big um <laughs> those big bursts like from like energy from crowd work you know um you can't always like your material doesn't always like hit the same way. So like I wanted to end strong. It was kind of like a good time to put it to bed. It kind of did seem like it all came full circle. And then I just had that one short joke. I could like close it on and then I, I left it there because I, I was already actually kind of over time. But, it, you know, they didn't care. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And it still was early. Mm-hmm. I was really hoping to hear. Um, but then I, then later on, uh, I was thinking about it at night. Like maybe you didn't weren't 
even going to use it in the set was uh, when uh, teaching in the in the autistic room. The the, oh, jo- yeah. the joke you've been working on. I uh, actually well because that's not my <laughs> disability. Uh, um, yeah, I don't. And then that I realized later, I was like, oh, he probably wasn't going to do that tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't want to just do jokes that were like other disabilities I mean, <laughs> yeah you yeah. know it's not i'm not like punching down no um, uh, yeah i realized that later on at night when i was thinking about it i went to, i went to touch a class last night and i, I yeah had, i had plenty of time to sit and think about <laughs> being funny <laughs> yeah yeah they, they make you wait over there yeah it was it was a lot of fun though but uh what, what else have you been up to man um you know i got the album coming up oh uh, what i didn't know this uh yeah well i just um kind of put it together signed like a deal with this guy who produced my like serious xm stuff mm-hmm. um and uh yeah i still have to set like a date and everything so there's not i don't want to like talk too much out of pocket but i'm getting i'm aiming for summer 2020 um and uh this show was cool because like some of the stuff that i wrote for the show is kind of you know the direction i was wanting to take like maybe the last like 10 or 15 minutes of whatever i say on the album so so you so you're gonna record a live album yeah yeah do you have the 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 specifics like where you want to do it or or that type of stuff i'm working on that now okay cool i'm I'm just kind of like it's a matter of you know all kinds of different so the wheels are turning in that direction now though yeah they've been for a while and i kind of just like decided to you know do it i waited long enough how long has how long have you been doing comedy seven years yeah, I think that's a solid amount of time. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. in that seven. So as far did, as like, I feel more than ready to do this. When um when you so did you start doing comedy after your time in the, in the in the service? Yes, yes, I did. And um, had you been wanting to do it like your whole life, or did you just did something trigger it? No, I I've always loved stand up comedy, but I had not like imagined myself really doing it. You know, uh-huh. um, I just. Uh, it was it was more of a yeah like a spectator thing for for me um no it was like i found a friend of mine that was doing it we were working together at the radio station i was back in school at davis uh-huh and uh we would go to all these like music shows house shows that they would put on and then like all of a sudden one show he just like opened for one of the bands with like a stand up set i didn't even know he did that yeah and i was like dude what is what is this and um i was just curious about it and you know, he told me like what he would do about joke writing, and like he invited me to write with him, and we did that for a while. And I still wasn't like, oh, I want to do this. I was just like interested in it, writing jokes with him and stuff. I thought that was fun. And then he was like, why don't you go to an open mic? And I was like, I, I don't know <laughs> why. Why would I? You know. <laughs> um, and this is in Davis. This is occurring in Davis, or just we were Sacramento? living in Davis, but he was coming to the comedy spot to do mics. Okay. Know, um, here in Sacramento, so. Finally, I went with him. I went with him a few times before I, like, even had the courage or inclination to go up myself. Uh-huh. Um, it was, like, maybe the third time, and I, I signed up. And I even signed up, like, you know, if I change my mind, I'm just going to not go up, you know? Right. Um, but then, yeah, I went up, and the rest is uh, not very uh, interesting history. You know? So <laughs> let, let me let me ask you this, and, and uh, uh, maybe, I don't know, maybe you don't want to answer it, but I'll, I'll, I'll answer But I'm going to say it because I did it. Um, yeah, I went you know. to a, I went to a bunch of open mics like before I mm. ever did an open mic, and I was kind of like in the whole thing of like, do I want to do this? Do I want to do I want to try this? Do I want to fail at this? Do I want to do it? Yeah. But I went to enough open mics where like I was like, 
all right, I think I'm funnier than that guy. <laughs> all right, I'm definitely funnier than that guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. were you like not saying that like people weren't funny, but like, okay, we're I I could be at that level. Like, is that kind of something that that kind of encouraged you to do it too? Yeah, for sure. I think we all think that. You know, for one, I think everyone thinks that like stand up is easier than it looks. You uh, know, it's not. Um, <laughs> yeah. But also, yeah, it is like, you know, it is. <laughs> When you see someone that you you're like, yeah, I could do better. That is like, that's a motivation too. Yeah. You realize the bar the the bar is pretty low. Or actually. I guess like when you see, because like you always run into this this person at an open mic. Like somebody will go up there and they'll be like, oh wait, hold on, I didn't even have anything ready. Uh, let let me think. Uh, okay, hold on, let me look at my notes. And and I I thought to myself, okay, I could at least prepare better than that, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I won't I won't do that. But I don't know. It's it's. It's it definitely is a lot harder than than it looks because when you're watching someone, they're just talking. Mm-hmm. They're just talking. And you're like, I could I have funny conversations, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. But it's not that. No, it's, you know, it's a art form, I guess, in quotation marks. But <laughs> it definitely is. How how far into it were you when you got stuff on Sirius XM? Um, is it serious or is it just all uh, satellites or how does that work? It's just serious. It's like two of the channels on Sirius. Okay, um, all right. And I think I was like maybe four or five years in. I think it was a couple of few years ago. Uh huh. Yeah. And how did uh, that work out? Just like somebody contacted you, or, or you had you had, uh, you had made no, some really good recordings, or it was actually at the setup, and it was really the because of the setup guys out there in SF. Um, they run a show, and I think the they were just like the serious channel was coming through different cities to rec- to record you know like trying to get like the best of every city and everything or, okay. or what they thought and so it was just they were nice enough to like include me in that they booked like um you know like maybe seven or so comics um so and then from there it was just a matter of like what the serious xm guys like wanted on their station so they asked for clean stuff because one of the channels is clean um laugh usa um, but then they also put some stuff on Raw Dog, and um, it's cool. Like I never listen to it. Every once in a while, people—I mean, I don't have it—but every once in a while, people will just like send me grainy pictures of their cart. Yeah. Radio, like I found you on here, and uh, it's decent money. Like the royalty is not a lot, but it's more than I get from other stuff. So it's more than I'm giving you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> That's awesome. So what was it? So so they contacted you, said we're thinking about doing this, and uh, was it? Did you have, you're not really like a dirty, filthy comic, but mm. you know, but was it hard to like put together a quote unquote clean set or it's actually not, it's just a matter of content. Like some of the jokes are about like maybe like adult content that it doesn't matter if you're cursing like they did, uh-huh. um, but almost every joke I have can be clean. Yeah. Know? Um, as long as it's like not sex related. Right. You know? Right. Um, yeah. Um, and just like you do it for long enough like you end up having to do you know the better the more you can work clean the more work you can get so you end up just like developing your clean material anyway uh-huh um so yeah it wasn't it wasn't that tough um just like makes you kind of have to be a little bit more creative with your writing anyway like usually there's like a way to say something <laughs> without profanity or without anything blue and it just like takes like a little bit of extra work to think about it that's all yeah. Right, right on. Do you think um, so? How long have you been co-hosting the the open mic at Luna's? 
Almost since I started. So wow. like six years. Yeah. Really? Yeah. How much do you think that has helped you with your writing as far as like, cause like I'm okay. Cause like when I was starting out and I was talking to Jamie Fernandez, mm-hmm. uh, I took her, uh, her stand up, her stand up class. I yeah. was, well, she was like the tool one instructor. And, um, that's when you and I met, I don't know if you even remember mm-hmm, that, mm-hmm. uh, like you, you filled in for her one night and, yeah. and you gave me notes and, yeah. and, uh, I still had the piece of paper somewhere recently. I, I ran across it, and, uh, <laughs> and it said like Mike selling notes, and it took me a second to like. I was like, "What is?" It? And then, uh, um, where was I going with this? Oh, so and Jamie said, uh, like I was, he was like, we were talking about like open mics and going out, and like how often do you need to go out? And like I was telling her like about like, like you know my time constraints and how like I work a regular job, mm-hmm. and she said, you know, you really only need to go out twice a week. Like, don't. <laughs> That's what she's telling people <laughs> in stand up. Don't but. like force yourself. She's like twice a week, you know. Um, but I think that what I guess where I was going with is like, like how often? Like, do you get to go out often now? Like, I to, mean, or does or does watching so many comics and hosting that open mic mm-hmm. kind of replace having to go out as much? No, watching an open mic does not replace. No, it does not. Uh, no, but Luna's has helped me tremendously over the years just because, I mean, it's on Tuesday night. There's not a lot going on on Tuesday, so, you know, you always have it. You you know, it helped me get my hosting legs under me, um, mm-hmm. learn how to host the show. Uh, it's something that you really, it's like you're giving back to the community. Um, so it's like a, like a service of sorts that you, like, which always benefits the person who's doing it. It's kind of like a thankless job sometimes but like uh-huh. it just reminds you to like put your head down but but luna's i mean it's cool because you know when you have your own room you don't have to care about anything else during your set you know like it's there's no one for you to disappoint other than yourself you know there's the same people that come back every week they know you uh-huh. um so that's where i can go to like really just let loose and have those sets that like you just really don't give a fuck like um especially like so, you know a lot of times if the list is short for whatever reason we end up at 9 20 9 30 i'll just like fill the time randomly till 10 and those are like the most fun sets to just like you know go over some of my old stuff work in the new stuff and yeah. just like yeah be be the most myself and that's where i develop like a lot of stuff so Wow, that's great. And how many years do, do you keep track of, like, how many times you guys have won uh, best open mic? I guess every year. I don't Has really know how year? it works. And yeah. then Art's always, Art, the owner's always saying, well, it's for all of our open mics because they have, like, a poetry one. And Oh, okay. I have no idea. Um I think it is for the comedy one because the poetry has, like, a separate category. Oh, but, okay, uh, okay. But, yeah, it's, it's every year. And has it always been you and Jamie? Yeah, we started it together in the beginning um it was like yeah we were both like she started a little before me but we were both pretty young comics Uh uh-huh and uh she used to work at luna's as a server so she kind of had like a connection okay with art and we were looking to start something somewhere so decided to do it there yeah man what that's just like right place right time and it and it, it all worked out like how many open mics have you seen come and go in those seven years has any other open mic been around that long? I guess maybe like the comedy spots. Yeah, right? comedy spot one for sure. For sure, but, but different like hosts and everything. But yeah, def- that was before. Um, yeah, we've lasted a while. It's it's nice, and now it just seems like it kind of runs itself, you know. Yeah. Like, 
in the beginning it was a struggle like we might not have a whole lot of people and you still never know it's still a crapshoot it's not like we pr promote it but it seems like we've just built it up to where people know to go there which is just like a matter of being consistent yeah it's yeah. it's it's uh i don't i don't i don't go there a lot because um uh not knowing when you're gonna go up drives me crazy <laughs> yeah yeah. Oh, it's like like just even going to an open mic is still so nerve wracking for me, mm -hmm. and like I have to have like some control over it. Yeah. So uh, it's uh, not knowing when I'm going up is what is what keeps me from going. But there's been times where like I'm working on a set and like I have to go and like all right I gotta go to Luna's and this, <laughs> it's just and like people will tell me like quit being like I, 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 I there's just some stuff I can't let go of like. Yeah, it's I, like an extra layer of anxiety on top of everything. It is. <laughs> to not know. I guess I take for granted that I don't have to like put my own name in the bucket. <laughs> um, but it is a fun. It is a fun mic, and you just see all types of comics there. I really do like the 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 amount of like different types of people that we have there. It's cool to sometimes just observe like the contrast in who's there, you know, and all the different backgrounds and viewpoints is. It's pretty cool. I think for whatever reason, just being right there in Midtown and the kind of show and audience we've put on, it seems to attract that. I think that's awesome. I also yeah. like that you could order a cup of coffee, some hot tea. Like, it doesn't have to be a beer, you know? Yeah, it's definitely a old school yeah. cafe joint. I, I'm getting to where um, I really like it more when it's like the comedy club feel of like a couple of tables and some people are eating dinner mm -hmm. versus like uh rows of people. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. The table seating is pretty cool. I like that's, that seems more like old school comedy club. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and, and what are what other shows do you run? Do you, do you do a, do you do a monthly show or a bi-monthly show? Uh, not really at the moment. I kind of was doing a monthly show at this, um, at this place called dwell point, like an art studio, basically. Uh -huh. Um, called comic sans okay um i just uh, yeah, i remember that yeah yeah you came out to one of them yeah I think. yeah that was like that was really fun it was just a challenge to get people there uh i think we did fine with the crowd but whenever you do a show at like a non-traditional venue like not a comedy venue I'll, like sometimes i just like don't want to do all that extra work of like you know the extra promoting all like setting up everything the chairs and everything I don't it's know. a lot of work yeah sometimes i'm just like maybe i'll just do a show comedy spot or punchline where like all you gotta do is walk in and, and go <laughs> uh -huh. um for the most part but but yeah i might bring that back it's not like i canceled it forever it just kind of you know uh-huh um that show has limited ideas too like comic sans it was nerdy so it just meant like <laughs> comedy without something yeah um, and, and the comics knew what the without was prior to no, I, I made no those, if it was something where i felt like yeah see you would hate this show too not, yeah, okay <laughs> so so let me just for the listeners yeah. so comic sans was comedy without some you want to explain what it was like comic sans yeah so it would be a surprise to the comedians unless i felt like it was something i thought they should know about but the idea was just to take one element of a show away it's like see if you can do comedy without it it could be a piece of clothing you know it could be an inch like a instrument like microphone or whatever uh -huh. um could be like the lights or the you know the stage even like we were experimenting with different things that you could just like you took for granted that was going to be part of the show and now it's not you what know? do you think was the best one you did that was like the best i really like the no pants one because it just made everybody 
just like it was just inherently funny. I thought the one and at what point did, and the comics did not know until they showed up to that the one. Video. I told people just because I wanted to make sure they're comfortable. They're like, you don't have to show up and then I tell you to take your pants off. That's weird, you know. That's a little um, bit weird. Little consent, yeah, like oh, it's like this. One. Yeah, and I've that heard, gave people a chance to like they they know what they're gonna. Like, it's like some people wore like funny underwear or like something less like maybe revealing. Like I definitely didn't spring that on people. Uh-huh. But, you know, for the blindfold one, so comedy without like sight or whatever, people didn't know. And uh, that was a little dicey. Like I feel like, like for instance, Emma did that one. And I guess she told me, like she says she has like some social anxiety or whatever. So like that made her feel safer, you know, <laughs> like not being wow, able to see everyone. that's a trip. And she kind of was like in her comfort zone. And then like you could tell, like I think Dejan Tyler was on that one. You could tell like he did, he was not a fan of like, <laughs> he was just like, man, I, I really hate this right now. <laughs> like, and it put him out of his comfort zone. But that's kind of the point, you know. That like, is totally the point, yeah. yeah. So. That's great. That's great. Did any of the ideas ever just go really badly? Uh, maybe not badly. Just like they just didn't have as much impact as I thought they would. Uh-huh. Like I thought the without hands, so like I handcuffed everyone would be like cooler. <laughs> like I thought people would be struggling with gestures, and uh-huh. it's weird. Like almost like a social behavior thing to see how like handcuffs or something like modifies your behavior because everyone kind of just like settled into it, uh-huh. and it didn't feel like there was like a whole lot. Um, it's like, like we're visually used, funny. It's that, like we were used to being handcuffed, right? Or just like you just kind of accept it. Uh-huh. Whereas like the guy I was running the show with, you know, and it's all these like awesome like art people with a lot of show experience. He was like, we should have given like big funny gloves or whatever, like visually. Like I was Mickey like, Mouse yeah, hands. That would have that would have been funnier, but uh, too late. So yeah, sometimes it's like you think it's going to be awesome and you know it's just like okay well we don't like i did one without shoes too and it was just like well we're all barefoot and uh-huh. it didn't really like yeah that one doesn't really have a, yeah yeah but be, like yeah. i said there's only so many things so maybe that's why i haven't been in a rush to to do a new one yeah, yeah. that's that seems like a really cool idea and may, i i i'd like to see you bring it back that'd be cool yeah i'm i guess i get like impatient not impatient but like more like ADD with my ideas because I'm really fixated on this one idea now. I'm not sure if I'm like ready to make it happen, but I'm kind of like got some gears turning for a new show. Oh, cool. That so, would be something to look forward to. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Uh, I heard you took some pictures yesterday up in the snow. <laughs> yeah. What was that? Sunday, Saturday? Yeah. Um, I want to know. I'm assuming it was yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. That was just like... Uh, Tina's just a great photographer. She was like, come come get your picture taken. So She's a great, like, she's just a great friend great, to have. Great human, yeah. Yeah, um, she really is. So we had a good time doing that. Um, I think she's going to put them up soon, so that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. How cold was it? I mean, it actually wasn't that cold, I don't think. Oh, know? man. Um, luckily, like, the sun was up and everything. Uh-huh. So, but did you grow up out here? I grew up in New Jersey. Wow. When did you leave New Jersey for California? Um. T- like, well, I didn't go straight out to California. Um, I left, I, like, I graduated high school, did a couple years of college, and then I joined the Air Force. Uh-huh. So then that brought me kind of, like, all over the place. And then when I, when I got out the Air Force, I went to Davis. So that brought me out to California. Okay. So, yeah. like, then the Air Force, were you, like, stationed out here also? For a little while, I was in, for, like, a year and a half, I was in Monterey. Cause oh, the, that's a nice. I went to the, like the language institute out there. Uh huh. The Defense Language Institute. Yeah. So okay. Th- that was really nice. Yeah, that was fun. And then what'd you study at Davis? Uh, Chinese. 
Yeah, because I actually had to learn Chinese at that language institute. So when I got out, I just wanted a quick degree. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Looks like I had a lot of credits already, so I was like, let me just get this degree. Yeah. You're like, it's already pointing in that direction. Like. Yeah. yeah. I also got a like it was a double major, so I also got communications. Okay. Just happened to be like where all my like. Like credits were yeah already no in, I so. I completely understand that yeah. that feeling that's when when I went back to school too I was like like I just handed them all my credits to like please find the shortest path for me yeah they were like you could get a double major in two years I was like all right sign me up <laughs> oh, and you knocked it out in the two years yeah man well for it was because I I mean I had uh, the two years of undergrad before I joined and then even like some of the things like the language institute had like were transferable stuff. Uh huh. So that was cool. I was able to test into like third year Chinese. Wow, really? Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, honestly, the the school at DLI was like more, you learn more in that year and a half than you did in the whole program at Davis, just because it was more intensive. But well, you, it was, that you, was part. It was part of the military, right? Is that what it was? Or not? It was. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And so, it was like designed. Well, that's already and that's all you're doing every day. Yeah. yeah. For like, I mean, other than your other military responsibilities. Mm hmm. But like, um. But the, you could only test in the third year. They're not going to just, like, let you yeah. <laughs> hand you a diploma. So I started there. That's not – are you completely done with your military service? You're not doing, like, any kind of reserves? No, I'm or, done with it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's that's cool. Man, thank you for your service. Oh, did, yeah. Did you, have to, did you go overseas at all, or was it all stateside? Uh, I did. I did. A, I deployed to Iraq. Oh, and, wow. Um, then just, like, some, like, temporary things, like, here and there overseas. Uh-huh. But, yeah. That's cool, man. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. What – um, so – I'm sure you've seen like several like iterations of the Sacramento comedy scene. Like you've been doing comedy for like seven years. Like uh -huh. you've seen it have like its ups and its downs, right? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> where do you where do you think it's at right now? Like what what what's exciting about it right now, or what's like something you'd like to see a different about it right now? Um, or like not necessarily like maybe just like what what like uh, assess it right now. Like not good or bad. Just like where how do you see it? Okay, so the scene, I see it like there's a lot of talented people here, which is uh -huh. great. I think it always surprises people from other scenes that there's people, and we see it all the time, like people getting TV and all kinds of great stuff who are from here, even still living here. Like the that's inspirational and it keeps you on your like sharp to not like to just be on the level of these other people. It's great to be able to collaborate with other people that are so talented. That's great. I'd like to see like a more shows, you know, we're a small city in, in terms of like other, you know, comedy scenes, um, mm -hmm. we'd be like a small scene. Um, not for like, we just don't have that weekly show or even too many. There's lots of great monthly shows, but we could use more. Like we could use a weekly stand up show. I've wanted to create that for a while. Um, it's obviously not something like easy and it's a lot of work. Venue. Yeah. But, um, that I'd like to see that like for uh, out of town comics to know like, Hey, if you're in Sacramento, there's a Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you know, whatever it is more of that. I don't know if the city will, would support that just like from a crowd turnout perspective. I think it would it's just, we just need the right venue. Um, yeah. I think, yeah, we need the right venue. Yeah. And, uh, um, how do you like th i really am a fan of like these uh like, well like because we kind of touched on like i'm really a fan of like these alternative shows like how you mentioned like you used to have comic stands mm -hmm. um uh jamie used to have the the femdom yeah com, yeah right and yeah. like right now we're seeing like uh the living room show right, like, right. i really love those those alt shows yeah man um 
stand up's great, but like you get to like put your own creative spin on it. That's good. Like a little a little hook or a little a niche kind of like idea is is great for stand up. Like you need something to bring people through the doors other than like just stand if it's just stand up, it just has to be like super great. That's all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um and I've always kind of like leaned towards that kind of stuff for my shows. Like uh when I started in Davis I had like a house comedy show. Um that I was doing at like the KDBS houses for a couple of years. And that's, that was really fun. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, and then I did like that, uh, that like, it was like almost like a live, um, late night style show for a while. The latest show that was really fun to do. And now I think what I'm going to do next is going to be like, um, I'm trying, well, I don't know if I want, there's, there's no reason to like hide the idea. Um, but I'm trying to intersect like comedy and spirituality, so like oh gnarly, get some like guest speakers of like from spiritual background maybe uh-huh. to also be on the show and maybe mess around with like funny guided meditations or I'm looking for a venue for that. Maybe I'll just put it out there if you're listening. <laughs> uh, I don't know, like a crystal shop or like a bookstore. Something weird like that. That's like a I'm, coffee shop or, yeah. Or yeah. Maybe like a yoga studio. I don't know. I was thinking that too. Yeah. I'm kind of just like taking my dog for walks around town, peeking my head around and uh-huh. seeing what pops up, putting it out there to a few people like, hey, if you think of anything. Because then I'm going to be right back in that situation though, earlier where I'm like, do I want to set up a whole show in this shop and then tear it down? But Yeah. It's it's a, it's, it's a daunting task, especially when, when – uh, when you're talking about something that, that kind of seems like it means so much to you, like you want it to, you want it to do well, you know? Yeah. Well, obviously you want to do well. And I, and I think that this is like, it's just a, a subject matter that's been really interested in, interesting me over the last like year or two. Like I just find myself going deeper and deeper into it. Um, spirituality or whatever. So like, just like learning, reading, exploring, listening to stuff. And, uh-huh. uh, so like I'm intellectually curious about it, so uh, I I kind of just want to put together something that would be for someone who also is like curious or interested. Yeah, know? and then just bring those minds together in in the, in that in that environment, and then people start having conversations, and you know, and and everybody helps uh, connect with their own. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then it's like sort of like more accessible. You know, I might be less willing to go to like a group like that's just for one thing but if it's like all together like oh okay i'll go with my friend to a comedy show and then maybe learn some stuff about this like topic or whatever that's so, great mike yeah. I, I really hope you can you can put that together and it, and it works out for you yeah i hope so too yeah um, there's so a lot of like moving um like things in my <laughs> uh life right now that i'm trying to like you know before i commit to putting this together but yeah as long as i can like you know, keep everything on track. I'm going to put some work. And it's great it. that you acknowledge that too. Cause you know, some people get an idea in their head and they're like, Oh, let's do it. And they just like go hung, gung ho, like, like all in, but they're like, there's other moving pieces in their life that, that kind of keeps them from being successful at this. And, and I really like that. You're like, you're like, you put it out there in the universe and you're, and you're like looking for places. And, and now, you know, you're also like, that that's that's great to approach it from that angle yeah because like you know I'm, i might be getting kicked out of my house um, i'm looking at grad schools i'm looking at this putting this album together yeah um and just like a handful of different things uh-huh. that i'm like you know i don't want to be in this like super unstable place and then also trying to do this like weekly or monthly show but uh i don't th- i think 
you know, it's starting to, everything's starting to shake out. That's so. great too. And then, yeah. and you've got several things going, not just one thing going. Mm-hmm. That's yep. good. That's good. Yeah. Hey, let, let me ask you one last thing. Yeah. Who do you got in the Super Bowl? You want to give me some numbers? Oh man. Who, who are you taking? What's, I was what's the over under what, what's the obvious bet? What's the sucker bet? What's the, what's the Mike Sella bet? This is it's so even, you know, I was so proud of myself because I guessed the line before it came out. I guess the Chiefs are favored by a point and a half, which I really because um, so of their defense. I Maybe just like having the best player, Mahomes, uh-huh. you know, best QB. Sometimes it's that simple, but that's what it opened as. I don't know. 49ers are like a more public team, like they have a bigger fan base, so it might get a bit closer to even. Uh-huh. Um, this is a tough one. If you were gonna bet with your emotion, so like give me two bets. You're betting with your emotion and betting with your with the numbers. I'm definitely going for the Chiefs because I'm a lifelong Eagles fan. Okay. And so Andy Reid, you know, he had a great run in Philly. Yeah, he did. He left on good terms. We all love him. We love to see him get get a ring. Um, but I don't know. I think it like gun to my head, just the way how good the Niners look. I think if it was going to my head, I might have to take the Niners. Do you think yeah. it's going to hurt the Niners that they really weren't tested in the playoffs? They haven't traveled. It's hard to say. You could say the same thing for the Chiefs. They haven't traveled. Um, I think the Titans look great. but all that, So if you look at the Chiefs, they just played like two AFC South opponents, which is not ever a strong division. Texans and Chiefs, you know, or the Texans and Titans, they were down to both teams. Mm-hmm. So it's like the Niners. I don't know. I think the Packers and Vikings might be better than those two teams. And, I don't and think they the Niners, rolled. Did the Niners trail at all in their two no? That's games? the thing. They rolled. So yeah. like I, I don't know if it, like that's the argument in the Chiefs' favor is that like they played better opponents. Um, um, where is the Super Bowl this year? It's in Miami. So it's outdoors. The yeah. weather's gonna be great. Yeah, which I think probably favors the Chiefs, uh-huh. just because like I don't know, maybe the cold weather. Like Niners have that strong defense, um, but I mean they're both kind of like track meet teams. Like they're both fast as hell, um, all over the field. So, um, what do you think the score is gonna be? Man, I I do think <laughs> it's I do I don't know what the over under is. I feel like it's gonna be a high scoring game. I feel like um, the Niners defense is great but like it just i don't think i don't think either team's going to be able to stop the other team all that much like wow. i'm looking at this like gonna be a shootout yeah i'm looking at like maybe like 37 31 you know Whoa. i'm gonna go that high i was yeah. thinking you were gonna say like 28 32 let me say 38 31 so it's like the total of 69 you know that'll be <laughs> we'll just go with over under 69 okay yeah. uh, what are, are you a baseball fan I'm a fan of like all sports. Oh, you're a fan of all sports. Basketball, so, football are my favorites, but I also love baseball. I grew up loving baseball too. So, where, what do you do? You want to say anything about this cheating scandal? Man, I don't know. It seems like it's first of all, it's nuts. The story is nuts. It um, is right. And uh, I think the general sentiment is that like, yeah, they cheated, but they got a ring. So like, the punishment does not fit the crime. I guess like I don't know how harsh she can go, but they lost some draft picks, some suspensions. Uh-huh. But um but yeah, it's crazy just like to see some of the numbers that came out of it like and when when you look at in retrospect, you're like how did people not catch on to this sooner? Like Jose Altuve's batting like 470 at home and like 180 on the road. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Like, and then it's just the fascinating part is like so are these guys 
really just not that good. Like we thought all these dudes on the Astros were ama- like amazing. Yeah, because there was all these stories being written about him, how like this was the new formula of like bringing up a group of core players together. Because like mm. all those guys, like they came up through the through the minor league system together, and they're like, this is the key. This is the you know, this is the culture. Yeah, it was a fa- it was like two separate facets, like a, an amazing team building process, and like uh, the che- the cheating. Because it's you feel like all the teams try to do this or try to cheat. Maybe that's why the pun- punishments were a little lenient. Yeah. I mean, for context, they were like stealing signs on camera and then like banging a trash can like to really simplify it for like what pitch was going to come and stuff. Yeah. If you're listening. But uh, but yeah, I love the Astros like process because it was like really similar to the Sixers team building process. Okay. They called it the process, actually, Uh uh, which was just like being really bad on purpose for a few years to like get traffics, you know. Okay. Some teams will be like, we're rebuilding, but they don't like fully commit. <laughs> the Sixers in basketball and the Astros in baseball were just like, no, we're going to suck, but we're going to get like really good in a few years, you know. Yeah, that's crazy to think like, oh, no, we're shooting for three years from now. And the Sixers general manager who started that, um, Sam Hinkie, he was an assistant general manager in houston with the rockets so he had like houston ties so when houston won their the astros won their first world series like one of the very few things like he ever retweeted was about this like the process the astros used and it seemed to like validate his ideas wow yeah okay hey did you watch uh uncut gems not yet. That's on my list. Okay. I'm like, everyone's talking it up, so I really want to see it. Yeah, this conversation was kind of like going, I was like, oh, I wonder if he's seen a good gem. I know it's like a lot of gambling stuff. Yeah, it's a lot of gambling stuff. KG yeah. is in it and everything. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. Are you a Bill Simmons fan? Like, do you listen to podcasts? At this point, like, when I was in high school and college, like, his articles were just kind of like a fun perspective, you know, like, at that time it was unique. I'd say I'm a fan, but, like, at this point, it's, like, I hate listening to it, you know? Because, um, yeah, it used to be, like, he's one of the only columnists speaking, like, from a true fan perspective, you know? And yeah, I respect what definitely. he built. Now it's just, like, he seems a little bit, like, out of touch, and he's, like, becoming more of, like, a Rick Riley, like, <laughs> just, okay. like... He's, I mean, that's what happens. He's getting all these, like, 50. So it's like he's not, like, right finger on the pulse. And now he'll get great guests because he's built, like, Cause a, he's built Simmons, a media yeah. empire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I'll often listen for the guests. But, like, I'll that's just. That's what I was. I, I have to. It's got to be the, the guest is what pulls me into his podcast. Like, like I subscribe to it still, but I got to see who the guest is. Right. Yeah. yeah. So I used to just, like, listen to everything. But now I just, like, pick, or, pick and choose. Yeah. I really like, though, um like you mentioned his empire that he's built, um, like some of the movie podcasts that he has, uh, uh, I love the rewatchables. Mm-hmm, yeah. And I have not heard those, but I, I know people like them a lot. Yeah. yeah the rewatchables are great. I, mm. I love that podcast. All right, Mike, thanks for stopping by today, man. And, and, and thanks for sharing some thoughts and, and, uh, and also just for always being a great guy out at the open mics. And oh like, yeah, man, every, Me too. Every, everyone, uh, uh, like everyone always says like Mike is so nice I can't believe he talked to me like the, the, <laughs> the younger comics are still like uh-huh. like we still get in awe of like you know when when Mike Sell is in the room when Emma Haney's in the room when, uh-huh. when these when these big hitters are in the room we're still like kind of like we still become fans again and then when you guys are outside just chatting or or you tell us like good set like it really 
Oh, it really nice, carries man. us through the next two or three days. It really does. Well, that's nice to hear, but also, like, you know, another six months or a year, you'll realize we all ain't shit either. So <laughs> <laughs> we're all in the same boat. But, no, it's it's nice that uh, we got a great, like, crop of, like, I guess, newer, younger comics coming up behind us that are keeping us sharp, too. And you guys are fun to watch. And, um, you know, you keep Luna's. See, there Fresh. you go. You just yeah. did it again. What? <laughs> you just complimented us, and it feels great. I got it's great. Oh, well, then yeah. let's end the podcast, you piece of shit. I don't need to compliment <laughs> you the whole time. No, this was great. Thanks for having me. All right. Thanks, Mike. Right, See ya. Bye. Hey, man. That's the podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I hope you enjoyed. I hope you laughed a little bit. I hope you learned a little bit. I hope you come back. Peace. Take care of one another.